Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Kirstie, I can't bear to keep this book to ourselves any longer. Well, normally I'd say just grin and bear it. But this time, I think we should share. Oh, good. (laughs) Today's book is The Bear's Garden by Marcy Colleen and Allison Oliver. And they have created the sweetest story about a little girl who sees an empty lot in the city and imagines what it can be. With the help of her stuffed bear, the girl brings her community together to create a beautiful garden. And I love how personal the inspiration for this story is. I know. And also the language. It's so lyrical. So um, can I read a line from the book? Yes, please do. Okay. One night, the girl's imagination spilled onto the sidewalk, rolled across the street, and sprouted. So beautiful. I love it. We're so lucky to have Marcy and Allison here to chat with us about this beautiful book. Okay, let's get started. Yeah. So our first question. So Marcy, I know you touch upon this in the author's note, um, but I was hoping that you could kind of share with us a little bit about what inspired you to write The Bear's Garden. You live in New York City, you do a lot of walking. (laughs) You do a lot of walking and you do a lot of looking around. The New Yorker in me always feels like I'm just taking it all in. Like I want to know what's going on around me. And so Um, what I would find happening a lot of times when I lived in Brooklyn was that I would be walking around on the streets and because I'm a writer, I would see things and stories would start to be sparked. Living in the city really was the inspiration for this book. I would pass by the Bears Garden all the time and I would see the wrought iron sign that said the Bears Garden. And one day, because I always would spend half of my walk wondering why it was called the Bears Garden, I decided to actually stop and read the plaque that was on the wall, like on the fence right Imagine. next to the gate. <laughs> but I became intrigued by the Bears Garden. And when I looked into the story of it and realized that it was named that because when the workers started working on that corner, they found a dilapidated panda bear in the weeds and kind of made him the patron saint of the garden. And so immediately the children's author in me was wondering, how did the bear get there? How did the bear get there? Even though it's called the bear's garden and the book is called the bear's garden, to me, it's the heart of the little girl behind that bear that really seriously matters. She could be any number of children living in any city setting who has a a love for all things beautiful and observant and and pays attention to the little things. She's behind the bear. And so um, that was where the, the crux of the story came for me is who put her there? Who put the bear there and why? Thank you, Marcy. I love, I, that. I love that. And I really love Allison, how you portray the bear. And I want to know what inspired you to choose this project to work on. Well, Marcy and I had the same agent. So she had read the manuscript and thought that maybe it would be a good match for me to illustrate and sent it to me. And the first time I read it, I actually cried. I was so touched by 
just the sweetness of the story um, and kind of the rhythm of the story too. The girl is so patient and she waits for the seedling to grow. And then there's a little mini disaster, but she keeps going. And the pacing of the story, it, I just found it so emotional and beautiful. And then it has a key elements that I love, which is human connection with nature, um, imagination, manifesting the power of imagination and how you can dream something and make it happen. Uh, and then the community where everybody then participates and helps to make this her dream a reality. So, um, and New York City, because I live in New York too. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it has so many great themes. Absolutely. So, um, Marcy, you were talking a little bit about how you were processing the writing, the plot of this story, but can you give us a little bit more, like how many drafts did you do and how long did it take you to write that first draft? Mm. It didn't take me long to write the first draft. I think I was incredibly inspired to get the story down. And really in all actuality, I haven't looked back on the first drafts in a while, but I don't get rid of any of my drafts. It's the evolution of the story. And I think that's really important to be able to see where it came from. And most of my books, like they start way off from where they end up. I mean, (laughs) Penguinot is a completely different story than it was when I first originally penned it. But as far as the Bears Garden, I think that nothing really changed within the story. Like words changed and and how I was telling the story, but I think that it kind of came to me. I remember my husband and I were taking a walk one evening in Brooklyn Heights and I was mulling over the story in my head and then all of a sudden it just kind of came to me fully formed and um, I just started I just started writing it. And but then it was like after I wrote the first draft, I think most writers can relate to this, that after writing the first draft, I then started doing more research and looking at more mentor texts and trying to decide, like, how is this story going to be something that's going to stand out in the marketplace? And one thing that I learned, I was talking to, um, as Allison said, we have a shared agent, and I was talking to my agent, um, Susan Hawk, about it. And, uh, you know, the quintessential urban gardening story is really The Curious Garden by Peter Brown. I mean, that story has been embraced. It's sold on the high line in New York City. Like it's considered like the story of this urban garden. And I didn't want to sound like I was just trying to retell that story. But one thing that I noticed about all of the urban gardening stories that I saw out there was that almost every single one of them concentrated on how ugly and unfriendly the city was when the garden wasn't there. Hmm. And interesting. Yeah, almost all of them, almost all of them were like the city was dreary and no color and it was gross and people weren't friendly. And then all of a sudden it's the garden that starts bringing people together, which there's an element of that in the Bears Garden. But one thing that I wanted to infuse in this book that I didn't see in any of the other urban gardening books is that I actually find the the city beautiful just as it is, Hmm. that you can find beauty absolutely everywhere. And there is so much beauty, whether it is the reflection of the blue sky and the clouds in the side of a mirrored um, skyscraper, or whether it's an, you know, as a little girl that Allison um, depicted in the story, looking in the the puddle with the oil slick of the rainbow, like there's just everywhere. And so I wanted to make sure that 
in moving forward and writing the subsequent drafts, that it was going to be very clear that this was a love letter to the city and that the garden sure is a vehicle to beautify and to bring people together for a common cause. But at the same time, it's not it's not discounting that the city was beautiful to begin with. You did a really good job of that. I agree. I do feel that when I read the book. It's, so It's the well, thought of, you know, beauty is coming, but beauty is also already here. Yeah. And, and I was, I was very careful to make sure that um, when it's not that the girl purposefully even goes to plant in that lot, like she appreciates that lot for what it is. And she has a seedling that she appreciates for what it is, but it's almost like there's this outside force that then well happens to be in the form of a pigeon, but an outside <laughs> force that, makes the garden actually happen. It's not even her vehicle of the garden. It's just yet another way that she starts to see beauty. So yeah, so that became very important to me in writing the manuscript. Um, And I think the the course of writing it, I I started writing it a long time ago and uh, probably I want to say 2011 maybe. It was an early, early story of mine. And then of course it got abandoned while I worked on other projects and I would come back to it for a little while. I don't know when Susan brought Allison on, but then that took a while too. And so the the (laughs) book has been, well, I mean, we went back and forth and, you know, I, I was still changing things. I was still writing things. I had already moved from New York city. So I remember making it a priority when I was in town to pull out the the bear's garden and be like, I'm going to work on this while I'm in New York city (laughs) because here's the energy. Um, so there were a lot of like stops and stalls and, you know, regular things happening that kind of delayed it a little bit. So I don't know exactly how many drafts, but, um, it was a process. And this was the first time I had ever worked with um, knowing who the illustrator was going to be when we went out, going out in a package and saying that this was going to be a Marcy and Allison project that Susan was going to um, send out widely and, and see how it was received. And it was received well. Yes. Very well. Very you guys well. work together so well. So I wanted to ask you, Allison. Can you give us a look into your illustrative process? Since it seems like it, this was a little bit different because yes. it was before the project had been purchased, how did that all work? Marcy and Susan, our agent, kind of served as how an editor would be, you know? So I, because it's based on a true story, there was a lot of research I could do. Mm-hmm. And because I live here, I could go to the park. So I did, I went to the park, I took a lot of pictures. Um, research the story. There is a newspaper clipping with the picture of the actual bear with his little sign sitting in the abandoned lot. So we knew what that bear looked like. And we, I kept him the black and white panda bear. And um, then I just imagined my character. I knew, I think it was a girl. I knew that, but that was the only notes that I had. So I just, dreamed up what I wanted it to look like and kind of created a street for her to live on that's across from the park. And then I was also trying to do kind of what Marcy said, where I didn't want the city to be drab, but I wanted this buildup of color. We noticed that. Obviously, a book about a garden, you're going to have the color green, but how did you choose the purple and the orange? And how did that process work? I just love it. 
Um, how did I choose? I think I just thought that the purple would look really good on the bear. I wanted him to have a little scarf mm-hmm. and to give him a little bit of character. And uh, but I wanted to keep the palette pretty minimal so that so that then when you get the garden going, it really stands out. Uh, so I did a lot of blues and grays and yeah. So did you draw um, like a couple of spreads or did you sketch out first before you sent it? out on submission how much of the book did you actually do before sending it out I think I did one spread uh that we went back and forth Marcy and I went back and forth until we had it where we wanted it and then we I did another spread and then sketched out the rest so the whole book was sketched out okay I have to say that I and maybe I'm remembering wrong but I don't think the little the the actual character of the little girl changed much from the very first time you sat down to draw her. I mean, she it, her in, in, yeah. I mean, really, in all actuality, um, you know, so much of the work that was done on this book visually, Allison did prior to selling it to Macmillan, and um, there was you know things that changed while we were working with the house, but um, this book felt like it was fully realized before we went out on submission with it. And I knew exactly, I mean, I was like, I think I would have given a, a fight if they would have tried to change what the <laughs> looked like, because I think she is just the most precious ever. I love her. She is. She's darling. She she's really just is. perfect. <laughs> and I love how the, the purple ribbons in her hair match the purple scarf on the bear. Um, that just adds that connection between them, which is, so sweet and special. Yeah, they're a little team. Yes, they are a team. So <laughs> when someone reads The Bear's Garden, what do you hope that they feel? Marcy, do you want to go first on that one? Um, sure. I, I would say that I, I love the idea of people coming together. I, to me, that is what the spirit of, of being a New Yorker is all about, is these shared experiences with people that you don't even know. One thing that I think that I would like somebody to take away from the Bears Garden is that that sense of community can be started by just one step from one person. And that this little girl started this garden but then she's not even around like she has to go away and then this magic happens where people kind of pick up where she left off and complete her work for her um it's kind of the it's a wonderful life george bailey moment for me because i i can't (laughs) my favorite movie of all time and i can't watch it without weeping at the end but that whole idea of you can't finish this, but we're inspired by you and we're going to continue. And so I would love readers to take away that don't hold yourself back from those small little steps that people might think it's weird that you, you know, are playing with little plants in a, in a garden, or, you know, they might think that what you're doing is maybe not as grand as you feel like it is, but just take those little steps because you never know where that's going to lead and you never know the the reach and the scope of your inspiration. I love that, Marcy. How about you, Allison? What do you hope readers feel or, or take away from the book? I, I agree about the connection part, uh, but I also really love the imagination part and the power of the little girl's imagination 
uh, and that she can visualize something in her head. And then Marcy takes her through kind of feeling it, what that place would be like and that it would be a place of beauty and fun and all these things. So she's thinking about all the ways it would make her feel. And then she really brings it to life. And I think that's really powerful. We want to thank Marcy Colleen and Allison Oliver for joining us today and giving us a look into their creative process for the Bears Garden. Check out the show notes to learn more about Marcy and Allison and the other fabulous books they have out in the world. And remember, if you have a picture book that you love and you think we might love it too, send us an email at picturebooklook2 at gmail.com. That's picturebooklook and the number two at gmail.com. Happy looking!